y'all. Welcome to the Sweet Tea and Jesus Podcast, hosted by Tara McAdam and Kelsey Hamrick. We are two sisters who desire to grow in love for Jesus. You are not alone, and we want to come alongside you with challenges, laughter, questions, prayers, and eternal hope of the gospel. Whether you're on your way to work, folding the 10th load of laundry, or drinking a glass of sweet tea, we pray you are strengthened and filled with joy from these biblical truths today. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope y'all are having a good Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. So today's episode is called, Why Is It So Hard to Be Quiet? Don't turn off the podcast. I know it's really tempting, uh, <laughs> but because this one, this one is a challenge. It's a challenge for me, for sure. Absolutely. For those of you, yes, for those of you out there who have done your Enneagram test, I am an eight, the challenger. That is no I'm surprise ne- to me. I'm a no. three, so oh, yes. I'm a three, but that does not surprise me me that you're an eight. I know. I've never been afraid to say what I think and truthfully have always been proud of my honesty. Even when it's hard to say or hard for someone to hear, I do think we should be honest. But over the years, my honesty has changed in how it's presented and when it's presented. And I've learned that sometimes some things are just none of my business and some things aren't worth arguing over. And even though I am way better than I used to be, I know I still have far to go. (laughs) I mean, hello, we all do. And by now you should know as our listeners that Kelsey and I love to talk. I mean, we have a podcast. Seriously, we both love to talk and staying quiet goes against like every cell in our body. Yes. (laughs) I've talked about how I struggle with this in the episode titled, Does My Husband Even Hear Me? I have to consciously practice listening and being quiet in my life. Same, same. It's an effort. It's a true effort. And in a culture that truly pushes you saying whatever you think, however you want, especially just the meanness and the bullying that often coincides with the, you know, cancel culture, I really wanted to dive deeper into what a woman who goes after Christ each day should be, especially when it comes to speech. You know, the world used to say that women's voices had no place to be heard. And then it became, well, I'll do what I want, when I want, how I want. And then that made me ask the question of, okay, well, what is the actual truth versus what do I want to be the truth? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, that's a good question. I I, I mean, freedom of speech is a birthright, you know, here in our country in the United States. And I am thankful for the right to have freedom of speech. But I do take advantage of that freedom of speech when there are moments I should remain meek and humble and quiet. I 100% believe that we have to rely on the Holy Spirit during the process of knowing when to be bold and speak up and knowing when to remain quiet and meek. Mm -hmm. There were totally times when Jesus just listened and then prayed. And there were times where he had righteous anger and yelled and flipped yeah, tables. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> but we have to walk in step with the Holy Spirit to be able to hear when he calls us to speak up or to stay silent. Mm-hmm. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. So I thought that was a really good verse. I feel like that's so good. Um, I want to read from 1 Peter chapter 3. It says, 
says, your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious in the sight of God. And Philippians chapter two says, do all things without grumbling or disputing that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. I love that verse. Oh, that's such a good verse. So good. So So convicting too. It it really (laughs) is. Do all things without grumbling. I'm like, man, how often do I grumble? Like even within the last hour, how how many times have I grumbled within the last hour? Absolutely. Grumbling means to express discontentment or complaining. And we do that about something just about every day. That's such a challenge. And disputing is engaging in arguments or debates. And again, I mean, you hop on social media and you see it all over the place. Christians, non-Christians, it doesn't matter. People just, it's like they want to find something to argue about. So it's like, do all things without expressing discontentment or complaining or engage in arguments or debates. Like, whoa, don't we all need to hear this? Oh, that's so true. I, I really love the verses that you just read. They are all like a really good reminder of the life of a follower of Jesus and how they are supposed to live. Remember in 1 Peter 3, 4, it says, but let your adorning Mm. be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And the fact that it is very precious in Mm. the sight of God to have a gentle and quiet spirit, that should cause us while we're reading the Bible to pause and reflect if our heart and our mind and words and actions demonstrate that in our life. You know, I definitely want to be very precious in God's sight. And, you know, I think that's a desire that we all would have. And so that's just a really good you know, verse again to pause and just reflect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty nine says, when Jesus described his own character, he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. I think what's interesting initially when you first hear the word yoke, you think of an egg. You're like, oh, egg whites, egg yolk, da, da, da. But that's right. not the kind of yoke, you know, that Jesus was talking about. We're not talking about sunny side up egg. Right. <laughs> you know, that's right, an right. easy, that's the easy egg. Take my easy egg. No, he's talking about a yoke, which in in his day and time and in his culture was used on oxen and cattle. And usually there would be two and it would be a wooden type of structure that would go across their backs and it would pull some sort of either farming device or a wagon or you name it. And Jesus is saying, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And I think that's just a beautiful picture of like we can Mm -hmm. pass the burden that's on our back and let him and let him carry it. Yeah, and I love that. If Jesus described himself in this way, this is literally his own words. Hi, I'm Jesus. I'm gentle and lowly. You know, like if he used right. that as a description of himself, then we are supposed to reflect him. And this is an awesome reflection question to ask ourselves. Could we or would we describe ourselves in this way? Right. If not, if your answer is no, which I definitely think there are moments where all of our answers will be no and possibly moments where our answers would be yes. But if not, where can we prayerfully be asking God to help us in this area of weakness? I love that. I want to go back to the verse that says, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, because we are so much dealing with that now, just like they were then. You know, we can't just read verses and say, well, that doesn't really apply to us 
this because the world is so different now. From the time Adam and Eve believed the lie of Satan and ate the apple, humans have given in to sin. That's some right. some choose to follow God, some don't. Same thing then. They Some chose to follow him and some didn't. From the beginning of time until now, we are people with sin rooted in our hearts and we desperately need Jesus. And all that to say, I know it seems like our world has fallen so far, but it's truly always been that way. So in the midst of the crooked generation we live in, I know it's so hard not arguing and not even expressing discontentment, but I I mean, I absolutely struggle with this and even more so when I'm distant from God. But I think the more that we are dependent upon the Lord and not ourselves, then the more naturally it will come for us to show self-restraint. That's right. And, you know, talking about crooked generations and wickedness and, you know, again, people thinking, well, that's not today's day and age. And it's like, you're right. You know, I mean, God had to send the flood because it said that the thoughts of every man's heart was evil constantly. And the only person who was walking or pursuing the Lord was Noah and his family. And so, I mean, like that was right in the beginning, very Mm -hmm. first few chapters in the Bible, you know, and then a couple chapters later, you've got Abraham and his nephew Lot, and he goes to live in, you know, Sodom and Sodom ends up, you know, getting destroyed because again, it was a wicked city and, and God, and he has to deal with that. And, um, wickedness is not new and a crooked generation is not new and we are every much a part of it. You know, we are no better. We were reading the Bible story the other day about Adam and Eve in the garden with our oldest son, who is almost six years old. And he said, man, I wish it was me in the garden. He said, I wouldn't have ate that fruit. I wouldn't have done it. And I was like, I bet he said that. He did. And I said, Josiah, that's our son's name. And I said, buddy, it doesn't matter who God would have placed in that garden first. I said, we all would have eaten that fruit because it was in our nature to do that. And, And I said, as much as you hope or wish or would like to have said, no, I would have been the one that said, no, we all would have done that. Um, Mm -hmm. And so anyways, just expounding on the crooked and wicked generation. But I think too, going back to talking about, you know, the more naturally it will come for us to show self-restraint when I'm more concerned with my words. So Tara's words, then God's words. I'm usually a chatterbox with no filter. You know, God should be our filter. Right. Always, always. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit should literally have like 2020 COVID masks over our face, invisible <laughs> mask. That's yeah. like the Holy Spirit, which before something comes out, it would have to pass through the Holy Spirit and almost like check it. But yeah. a lot of times we're, you know, when we're more concerned with God's words than our own, we tend to be like it calls us to be in James 1 19 we are quick to listen and we are slow to speak mm-hmm. and and I'm definitely guilty of being quick to give an opinion or quick to suggest a better way to do things especially when it comes to me and my husband you know he's fixing mm-hmm. something I'm like oh I think if you did it this way it'd be a lot better That's you know right. but um I'm I'm definitely guilty of complaining at a drive-through line you know you go to Taco Bell and you order at the drive-through and when they don't have it ready in the 10.5 seconds from driving from the speaker box where I place my order to the window where you pay, right. I start complaining. You know, of course it takes time to craft perfect, perfectly delicious heavenly tacos. <laughs> I mean, it takes time. And, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm also quick to argue with my husband if I strongly agree with something that we're talking about. But I definitely think there is a respectful way to disagree with someone and do it in a loving way without anger and without condescending the other person. Mm-hmm. Will my husband and I argue 
argue forever who is the greatest basketball player to ever live? Yes. Yes, yes we will. I I'll will argue forever. with your husband too. <laughs> I will forever say Michael Jordan and he will forever say LeBron James. We love you both, but that is our that is our stance. That's right. But that's, right. that's just one argument we're going to have forever. Absolutely. Jumping back into Matthew chapter 5 says, Blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. And I read this quote from an article on Christianity.com. I want to quote. It says, Meekness is a humble attitude that expresses itself in the patient endurance of offenses. Gentleness is a practical synonym. It implies mercy and self-restraint. Meekness is not weakness. Sometimes we confuse the two, but the difference between a meek person and a weak person is this. A weak person can't do anything. A meek person, on the other hand, can do something, but chooses not to. I think that's a really good quote. And to remember that we, we are weak, you know, apart from God, we can't do anything. Right. And when we have God, we have to depend on him to know, like it says, when to do something and when to choose not to do something. Absolutely. So it's really good. You know, there's a time to stand and speak when God calls us to. There's mm-hmm. a time to remain silent when God calls us to. And right. you know in your heart and in your spirit when God is prompting you to speak. I've definitely had those moments in conversations where I feel like my breathing start to pick up. I hear I hear the Holy Spirit. I'm starting to get a little bit sweaty. You know, oh, yeah. you start like fanning your shirt, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and then there's also other times where you're in a conversation and you 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 feel the Holy Spirit go bite your tongue. You right. bite your tongue. You put your hand over your mouth right now. You know, it's like Absolutely. you can hear. And, and again, it's all about being in step with the Spirit to be able to hear when He tells us what He wants us to do. There's a book yeah. that was published in 2022 and it's called Gentle and Lowly and it's by Dane C. Orland and it completely discusses in depth on the character of the gentleness and meekness of Jesus. So if you've never read it, you need to put that on your 2023 books to read list for sure. I think, you know, for me personally, that a lot of times it's difficult for me to stay silent because my pride really does get in the way. I get in my head that like I'm right. So whoever I'm speaking out against needs to know that I'm right, you know, and I don't know if it's I just can't stand to be wrong or I don't want others to think that I'm wrong. I'm not sure, but I do know, at least for me, that it stems from an issue of just pridefulness in my own heart. Oh, yeah. Pride definitely gets in the way for me so many times daily. Like mm-hmm. Tara needs to step aside. I'm sure yeah. the Holy Spirit is, is thinking all the time, like, yo, stay in your lane, bro. You know, <laughs> that's right. That's like, right. it's like, Tara, stay in your lane. Let me do yes, my thing. Let me do my thing. Right. Stop. Stop trying to drive and stay in your lane. Don't do my job. Don't do my job. Yeah. Right. I feel like such a good example, just like you said earlier, Jesus, you know, he was gentle and he was humble and his followers are as his followers. We should also demonstrate that in the way that we live. And first Peter chapter two, verses 22 and 23, it says he committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats and Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Oh, so good. So I good. mean, I'm just saying if I was up there and people were throwing stuff at me, I'm, I mean, I'll just be honest. I don't think I would be sitting up there being quiet, you know? Mm, no, you so definitely wouldn't. Like- <laughs> 
Well, I will say this. <laughs> me, me about 10 years ago, I definitely wouldn't. That's me right. right now, That's maybe. Right. You'd be you biting know, your tongue. The, Lord, the Lord's been working on me, though. That's so, right. Why? Not because of me. It's not because of me. That's right. So. That's right. Well, today, I think some great reflection questions for you and I and for our listeners would be, one, you know, do I view meekness as weakness? Mm. Um, second, you know, is my first response to complain and argue? Grumbling. We talked about grumbling. Is right. that my first response? And another one, it's incredibly difficult to stand out because of fear of persecution or like Kelsey mentioned, being canceled in today's culture. And do I let fear keep me from shining the light of Jesus into the world? So those are just yeah. a few reflection questions I think that would be really good for our hearts to kind of ponder over and even pray to the Lord about and just say, Lord, reveal to me, you know, areas where I need to be gentle, areas where I need to be meek, areas where I'm constantly grumbling and complaining. Lord, help me to hold my tongue, help me right. to turn it into gratefulness and gratitude and thankfulness, you know, and, and even the, you know, should I say something on this particular topic, whether it's politics or health mm-hmm. or you name it, or should I, should I not, you know, again, I think just being reminded that you have to be deeply in God's word, faithfully in prayer with the Lord and in step with the Holy Spirit to know when God is asking you to step up and say something. And when God is asking us to remain silent and remain, you know, gentle and meek. Yeah, I agree. I think something that I've even learned is anytime that I'm telling myself, like, be slow to speak, be slow to speak, be slow to speak, that I realize when I am so quick to speak, I might be missing out on something that someone else could teach me because I'm almost acting like I have all the answers when I don't. And so I feel like that that's been such an eye opening thing for me to really like make again, make that conscious effort. And like you said, it, that like even going back to the quote from Pastor Al of like, you know, what goes down the well comes back up in the book. It, it's like the overflow of our hearts. Yes. It's all about like what what's going in every day and like what we're seeing. And so if we're constantly in the word of God and we're seeing, you know, that we do need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. And we are truly trying to live that out every day. Just think about all the different things that we could be learning. And you know, our culture tells us that staying silent means that you're weak or you're just not confident. But God's truth tells us that our silence is strength and our our confidence comes from our trust in him. So being gentle does not imply weakness, but rather self-restraint. I know I'm working on it, but also have to acknowledge that I can't do it on my own apart from God. I just can't. So in order to trust him, I have to take the steps and be disciplined to learn more about him and his truth every day. And I hope that you guys do too. All right. We're doing any questions for each other today. Ooh, did I ask the last one or did you? I don't remember. I think did we? I asked about it animal. I know. And I asked about a dream job. Okay. Um, Um, let's see. What, what's your favorite book series? Oh, don't ask me that. (laughs) That is tough. That is really hard. Yeah. That's not fair. I'd say I could pick like six. (laughs) Mm. Um, man, I mean, obviously Harry Potter, that's a given. Yeah. I love that all of the Chronicles of Narnia. So Mm -hmm. we just finished all of those. Oh my gosh. So good. And I was going to say Divergent series was super good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm in the middle of reading through the Lord of the 
Rings. And so mm-hmm. that has been good. Gosh, I don't know. I'm reading. Those I mean, are hard. Lord of the Rings are hard to read. They they're, are good. They, they are, are hard. They're, hard they're, I think as an adult, I tried when I was younger, but as an adult, I, it's much easier of a read now. Much better. Yeah, it's been a while since I've tried. So what would you say? I would definitely say Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. But you know what? You know what else is still one of my favorite book series is Nancy Drew. Oh, Man. yeah. I forgot about her. Oh, homegirl mm-hmm. Nancy. Oh, Nancy. Man, those books were good. <laughs> I remember we used to read those in the boxcar children mysteries. Those were good. I don't I was, remember that. Yeah, you, you were too be... young. I'm old. Mm, yeah, you old. That's what it was is. the same. It was like these kids that would solve <laughs> these, 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 you know, mysteries. I love that. Okay, yeah. well, we love you all, and we hope that you have a good rest of your week, and tune back in next week. We'll be see here. You guys. Yeah, see you guys next time. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining us today on the Sweet Tea and Jesus podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast so you can continue along on this journey with us. Please leave us a five-star review on Apple so others can find our podcast and be encouraged by these gospel conversations too. Follow us on Instagram for upcoming content, news about our podcast, and more. Thank you so much for listening, and we are looking forward to you joining us on our next episode. See y'all next time.